Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media.
Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, you're listening to 95.1 FM, KYMN Radio, AM 1080. Uh, welcome to Independence on the Canon. Uh, you are, I think, well, the six of you who actually listen uh, are, are used to hearing myself and my, my, my partner here, Corey Butler. Good evening. Uh, talk about Christmas. Because we do this, uh, we do a show in December every year called Christmas on the Cannon. It's a bit warmer this time yeah. visiting you in yeah. the studio. Yeah, well, first of all, like it's it's daylight out while we're we're recording, recording and yeah. you, you know, and it's uh, we got the air conditioning on in the studio, and yeah, it's a whole different. It's a whole. I'm wearing shorts and sandals. It's and, a whole different world. Well, man. you do that in November anyway. Well, frankly, I do, but <laughs> but we're on the Saturday evening slot, so that's kind of new for which me, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, this hope- is like on the Cannon after dark. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Well, we won't be salacious. Though. I don't think. I don't think it's probably this show is starting around eight o'clock. I don't think it's quite dark yet, though. That's a good point. Our yeah. show is in the winter is probably more dark in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Ex- exactly. I mean, it's uh, we, funny how hemispheres work. Seasons. Seasons are cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm. I'm yeah. <laughs> but frankly, not a fan of the season where we usually work. But 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 I like summer very. Sixty seconds in, we're already derailed. How about that? <laughs> it's like no time cannon. has passed. There it is. <laughs> uh, so we are we are here to, uh, tonight to uh, basically lead you up to the uh, the fireworks that will not be broadcast on the radio, <laughs> but you will be able to look out your window or go over to the uh, the middle school to see. Um, Can I just say I was really hoping you were going to do commentary for fireworks. We, we discussed Ooh, this. blue, yes, yeah. there, there's red a, and green. There's a green one, and yeah. it's it's oh, there's a sparkle. It's all one. about the oohs and ahs. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, ah, I yeah. could be the next uh, sweaty balls. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> salacious. We said no, nothing salacious. No, 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 no. Peach sweaty. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, so welcome, Corey. Welcome, uh, welcome back to uh, KYMN Studios. Thanks and, for having me, and thank well, thanks for the idea to do this. this is, we, uh, Corey, Corey uh, uh, harasses. Well, that's one word. He texts me, for, you know, for just about every uh, 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 every holiday, holiday that's coming big up. And small. Hey, we got to do Valentine's on the can. How about Arbor Day on the can? Yeah. How, how do you feel about? Uh, how, how do you feel about Lincoln's birthday on the canon? Yeah. Well, the idea being that we do Christmas, which is right. just chock full of options for music yes, and memories, is. obviously, because yes, that's a big is. part of the show is us talking about what specific songs yeah. uh, we enjoy and for what reason, or maybe right. not enjoy in some cases, yeah. right? Yeah, well, we're going to talk about a little bit of that tonight, too. God bless Ron Conniff. Uh, Ray Conniff. Ray Conniff. <laughs> See, I'm out of season. <laughs> that, you know, I told Jeff that we were going to do this show, and he's like, is there any Ray Conniff no. Independence Day? No, did he really? Like, yeah, he did. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I, you, you know that I pick on you. Uh, on the morning show every now and then too. Occasionally, when it's, yeah. when it's Bing Crosby's birthday or yeah. when it's Perry Como's well, birthday. I appreciate it. Corey's sitting at home celebrating tonight because <laughs> it's, it's Perry Como's birthday. But I was saying I was gonna, I'm envious because I listen to the weekly list that you do every Thursday on this lovely radio station, 95.1 FM. And yep. uh, occasionally I'm like, oh, we should do like maybe an occasional on the Canon show. Sure. So, sure. I mean, I, I was texting you in jest mostly, but we had talked about the idea of yeah. maybe a couple times a year, nothing too right. regular, right. doing one-off holiday specials, one show, not multiple like we do with Christmas, because, again, Christmas has such a, a, yeah. a, a wide range right. of options, right. but independence, maybe Halloween on the can, Valentine's on yeah. the can. And yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, and part of me thought, well, we should do that so that the KYMN listeners don't forget about us, but frankly, yeah. I'm about as overexposed on this radio station as one person can be, and you are a member of the Northfield School Board, so you get plenty of attention yourself. Which you like to share every time we're together in public. I do. I do. Corey, yeah, I, you I do. Me it's, it, it's, well, I told you, it's like that West Wing episode that yeah. I love so much where, where it, when Josh and Toby have to introduce themselves, they have to say, I work at the White House afterwards. This is my friend Corey Butler. He's on the school board. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love Dundas that. school board. What? The Dundas school board. The Dundas school board. <laughs> that too. Try to keep yeah. up. Okay. <laughs> It's been a long six months. It's a big district. It's not just Northfield. Everyone thinks it's just Northfield. No, I mean it's right. the Northfield right. school right. district. The Northfield area school board. Yes, yes. The, the 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 district. What what is? I don't even know what our district number is. Uh, six fifty nine. Put me on the six, spot there. Six fifty nine. See, oh, but Oof. look at that. If Matt Hillman is listening, you just made him proud. Unless I said Faribault's by accident. No, it's it's. I hope not. <laughs> I think Faribault six fifty six. I tell you what, if you did say it wrong, I'll go back and I'll fix it later. But as a former, <laughs> well, no, that's okay. Leaving it as a former education reporter for Faribault schools. Mm. I mean, I, those are me. Uh, One ninety six. That's Dakota County. Yeah. Basically, Apple Valley again. So yeah, you, know, yeah. You, you pick them up along the way. Cool. All right. So um, yeah. So we're gonna we're the music you're gonna hear tonight. Um, you know, songs of God and country. <laughs> <laughs> the Wayne Eddy special, I think, over here in the corner. I, I, I don't think, I don't. American th- Pride. You know, this isn't going to be. Rah-rah. Uh, um, well, you know, some of it's going to be rah-rah. Yeah. Some of it's going to be not rah-rah at all. And hopefully a lot of it's going to be in between. We want to give a really nice uh, cross-section of the kind of music that, that our, some of our favorite people make about our favorite country. And, and, and I assume it's your favorite country. This is, this is my favorite country. I mean, I've spent my whole life here. So, yeah. I mean, and, and that's it's kind home, of the, the privilege right? of being here, uh, all ugliness included, yeah. right? So right. whether you call it the United States, the U.S., the United States of America, or yeah. just America, which I'm not a fan of because yeah. there's other Americas. Yeah. I have Canadian friends who get mad about that all the time, right. and I agree with them. Yeah. Uh, this country is complex, and it's layered, and it's open to interpretation, right? Right. Uh, but it means many things to many people and yes. our experience is not going to be the same experience as many of our listeners. Right. So we want the music to reflect that. Right. Uh, this experiment, our right. country that is, right. has its faults. Yeah. It's perpetrated many wrongs in its yeah. brief history. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's also inspired. It's yeah. open doors. It has. Absolutely and it has allowed has. millions upon millions of people to seek a better life. Right. But yeah. there's work to do and we're going to start that tonight on this show, right? <laughs> well, we're starting the work tonight. I get yeah. it. You know, what, one thing I want to be really clear about this. When I talk about this as a cross section, this by no means is a, a full 360 degree view no. of how people feel about the United States of America. This is, we only got two hours to do right. this. So, but it, and we, we, um, and we're going to stick to it. This is the <laughs> longest talking segment of the show. We promise. Probably. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. But um, I, just real quick on the yeah, approach yeah, yeah. to the show, when we were thinking about this, we did discuss those layers and those complexities. Yeah. And where to focus the show and maybe where not to focus. Right. I mean, the military side came mm-hmm. up a lot. Is yeah. this the appropriate day for that? Because maybe we do veterans on the cannon at right. the future, Memorial right. Day on the cannon, right? Right. right. Uh, so we, we put a little bit of everything in this, like you said. but We do have a couple of military. Yep. Songs. Because in the end, this, just like the United States, this show should be represent what the country is. Indeed. And it's a place for everything Indeed. and yes. everyone. Yeah. Uh, so there is no one vision, and we hope we represent that. We're going to probably not hit everything, right? Because there's so much that could be represented through the eyes of music. That would be, that would be tough to hit everything. But I think we have a pretty good cross-section of options. So yeah. you're probably going to love some, you're going to hate some, and some are hopefully going to be new. Yeah. And, you know, this is, this is a show for everyone, and this is a show that won't be for anyone. You know what I mean? Anyone's any one person. So, yeah, I, you know, we were talking about this before the show and I mean, how do you feel about America? Well, I love America. I mean, it's, it's, it, mm-hmm. this is, you know, and I, I, um, I have a very, very strong feelings about the constitution. I think the constitution is, is one of the most brilliant pieces of, of, uh, uh, writing that, that, that's ever been put to parchment. You're just repeating the West wing again, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> I really am. But I, I, well, I'm trying to not say what I wanted to say because it, I don't want to offend anybody. Sure, either, but sure. I, I hold the uh, the Constitution 
uh, in my heart the way a lot of people hold like the Bible mm-hmm. in sure. theirs, you know. Um, and uh, but the United States of America is the worst country in the world, except for every other country yeah. in the world. I mean, the United States is imperfect uh, and it's beautiful and it's horrifying and it's like you said, inspiring. Um, it's 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 it. I would not want to, you know, despite the fact that uh, Justin Trudeau's a really sexy dude, <laughs> I wouldn't want to live in any other country in the world yeah. than, than, than the United States. So, What about Maggie Thatcher back in the day? You know, she really, she, I got to tell you, she really did it for my brother. Saucy little minx, as yeah. you, Grant, would say in Love Actually. <laughs> Look at that. I got a Christmas reference in. That, well done, young Thank man. You. Well, you, well done. So the first song we heard tonight, what, what song was that, Corey? Uh, Born in the USA. Are you familiar? I've, I've heard it once or twice. And yeah. have you actually listened to the lyrics? <laughs> have I actually listened to those lyrics? Let me tell you something, young man. I was, I was, uh, see that, that song came out, uh, that album was released in June of 1984, which means I was just about to turn 15 years old. It was not the first single. So I, by the time I first finally heard that song, I was probably 15 years old. I knew what that song was probably the first time I heard it. I mean, it is, it is sure. one of the most misunderstood songs I would uh, agree uh, of the last 50 60 years uh, that and every breath you take by the police <laughs> so um, romantic <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah I'm going to stalk you honey. yeah well, um, some people are into that no right. kink shaming here <laughs> well you know whatever yeah. um, <laughs> says the member of the school board. you didn't expect that did you <laughs> we did say on the cannon after dark. So. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah that, that, that was just getting creepy. No. Um, uh, it, it is one of the most, Born in the USA is one of the most misunder. I mean, Ronald Reagan could not jump on that song fast enough. He wanted that, he wanted to uh, make that his, uh, uh, his, his, his song for, for his, his, yeah. his uh, second. Uh, uh, his re-election his campaign. His re-election yeah. campaign, yeah. Uh, and, and Springsteen, I remember this vividly. Uh, um Reagan made a uh, speech in New Jersey where he, mm-hmm. uh, he, he referenced Springsteen and how, how uh, Bruce was this great purveyor of dreams and a great inspiration for the young people. And Springsteen the called a press. Class. Yeah. He called a press conference the next day and said, um, no. <laughs> and he played a song to the press called John, Johnny 99 from his song Nebraska, which we'll get into mm-hmm. some other time. Um, but it, that, that is a song about... Um, about a Vietnam vet who came back to uh, the country to find zero opportunity, to find uh, no help from anybody, and wound up in prison. That's what that song is about. He was born in the USA. Song of despair. Yeah, it is. About a man who uh, had a difficult path and a difficult time when he came home. Indeed, and, and, like and, many of the veterans yeah, that did at and, that time. And guys that Springsteen knew, you know. The song is also, you know, about talking about having them deserve better, right? Mm-hmm. And we all deserve better. Yeah, well, Wasn't there someone who had a similar line to that around these parts? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we all do better when we, we all do better. We all better. do better when we all do better. Yeah. Exactly right. So yeah. not a unique he, he, was a, he was a smart guy. I, I was a fan of that guy. Yeah, a lot of people were. Kind of miss him. Uh, so to bring it back from the emotional part, I just want to go back to that June 1984. Yeah. So here's the school board stuff coming on to me. Okay. So... That was a year before my birth, so I was probably still floating around with my dad at that time. <laughs> okay. Just for you were just a, t- a twinkle in the old man's yeah, eye, just yeah. as a time reference uh, to to share the difference in our. Uh, I am substantially older than Corey, although not although, substantially. Well, but. physically I am. I don't know about I don't know about emotionally, but well, I yeah. keep trying to catch up. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, I'm still 21, man. Come on. 
So that song was actually recorded in 82 and not released till 84. So that was kind of something I thought was interesting too. And I'm guessing it was just aligning with the album release really, right? There is a there is an original version of that song that is much much darker right. and it's just him uh, on an acoustic guitar on a slide and there's no melody to it and it's it it's yeah, anyway. And people misunderstand the purpose of the song, like so many songs, because mm-hmm. of the sound behind it, right? Well, it's an anthem, and right. it's and, it, and you even think about the video, and it's Springsteen screaming "Born in the USA" with his fist in the air. Right. Uh, it's easy to understand how someone who's not paying attention can absolutely misunderstand that. Song. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very good. That's yeah. that's the opener. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh, so we we jump from uh, we jump from one completely misunderstood song to a song where there's no misunderstanding nope. whatsoever. This isn't, I wouldn't even call this one a song. This no. is a poem. Yeah. And it, it's so a poem only just like roughly set to music even. A Johnny Cash essay. Yeah, even. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cash was uh was is remains just one of my favorite people mm-hmm. ever. I you to this day you ask me what's the coolest Rich, ask me, go ahead. Rich, what's the coolest show you ever saw? Rich. Yes. What is the coolest show you've ever seen? You know, I'm glad you asked that, Corey. Mm. Uh, I, in, uh, August of 1990, I went to the state fair and I saw Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash. Canadian state fair? Uh, the Canadian, in downtown Canada. Yeah. Yeah. No, in, uh, the Minnesota in the U S the Minnesota state fair. Just clarifying, you know, and, uh, I, you know, I got to see Johnny Cash and I saw June Carter Cash and and, and it was, it was just, it was, I treasure those memories, man. I'm so happy to have done that. Are they still going to Jackson in 1990? They did Jackson. Yeah. They did Jackson and, and Johnny Cash did uh, ragged old flag. Mm. Yeah. So do you know the background of this one? Uh, I do, but I would like for you to remind me. Okay. So released in 74. So in this time frame, some problematic things happening. So this is, uh, when Nixon was being impeached. Mm-hmm. This is following Watergate. Yep. So Cash put this song together or poem or essay or yep. however you want to frame it uh, to quote, this is according to Johnny Cash's website, mm-hmm. to quote, reaffirm faith in the country and the goodness of the American people. Because he had been an early supporter of Nixon mm-hmm. and uh, but had sort of jumped off the Nixon bandwagon before Watergate because he did not like the decisions that the Nixon administration was making about uh, the Vietnam War. Mm. They didn't like the, the invasion of Laos and Cambodia. Sure. And uh, sort of pulled back. And there's a very good story, w- again, tangents. <laughs> there's a very good story about Nixon inviting Johnny Cash to perform at the White House and asking him to play, uh, I can't remember the song, but a uh, very specific song. Um, and Cash went and refused to perform the song and actually criticized Nixon right there in the White House and then split. Was Tricky Dick cool. was probably a fan of One Piece at a time. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, no, I don't know. He was a Law and Order guy, so I don't know if he would have liked One Piece at a time. You know, that's well, stealing. Yeah. It's stealing a car. There's a Daylight Rick or Rick. <laughs> daylight Dick. <laughs> I didn't want to say. Well, you know, <laughs> Daylight and Nighttime attitudes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true. Cannon after dark. Yeah. Anyway, Rick Nixon. I've never heard that, but I like, I like it. Oh, <laughs> sounds like a Rick Nixon was the guy who, after he resigned, was going out to the discos. There you go. Right? And where the Foster Grants with the with the mustache. All right. So uh, from 1974, this is the great Johnny Cash with that ragged old flag. Uh, and you're listening to Independence on the Cannon right here on 95.1 KYMN. I walked through a county courthouse square. On a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit. 
And that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key sat watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag, but she waved on, though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville, and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard, and Bragg, and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now they've about quit waving back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, Denied and refused And the government for which she stands Is scandalized throughout the land And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin But she's in good shape for the shape she's in Cause she's been through the fire before And I believe she can take a whole lot more So we raise her up every morning We take her down every night We don't let her touch the ground And we fold her up right On second thought, I do like to brag Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag
was Neil Diamond from the uh, the soundtrack from his 1980, 81? 80. He, he, uh, he, he made a remake of The Jazz Singer, which was the old mm-hmm. uh, Al Jolson movie that got, that is not remembered, uh, Al Jolson is not remembered well for, for uh, The Jazz Singer, and frankly, Neil Diamond's remake is not a great movie either, but the, the, the soundtrack is really good. Yeah, if you. If I you was like gonna say it's not remembered because I don't know it. I mean, but I'm familiar with Al Jolson, so. Right, right. Well, yeah. Anyway, and there's even a. I mean, Al Jolson's not well remembered because of the whole blackface yeah, thing. Yeah. And that, there's actually kind of a take, and the, the like one of the first scenes in in Neil Diamond's movie, kind of a take on the blackface thing. Oh. That's not. It's not quite so bad, but it's still. It's a little scary. So that released around the same time, late 70s, early 80s? 1980, yeah. 81, something like that, yeah. I, I, I never saw the movie in the theater. But that wasn't far removed from Archie Bunker still doing it, so. Right, exactly. It hadn't yeah, quite you know. taken the full turn away right. from yeah, appropriateness. You, know, you look at it now and it's still a little sketchy. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, but that was Coming to America, um, I, I uh, which is, a, a, I, I think, a wonderful song about... Uh, uh, you know, celebrating the uh, the the great American melting pot that we are. The the you know, every, every, everyone uh, comes from all over the world to uh, to be an American, which is I, I think that's pretty cool. Not everybody does, but I think that's pretty cool. I uh, my story about that song. Um, September of two thousand one, a, a, a rather um, um, a landmark month. I feel in, like this 
in this in this this coming. event might come up a few times in the show <laughs> probably yeah. yeah so this was about two weeks after uh, 9-11 um my wife and i and our neighbors we had tickets to go see the 11th and uh, it was the first like major event that i had been to except for like there was uh there was a big rally at the capitol that i had gone to and, and stuff like that but um this was like the first concert i'd gone to after 9-11 and it's neil diamond right and you were a, you were a kid i don't know if you remember the the malaise that sort of uh, just sort of laid across the country. I mean, we're all very much feeling uh, like we were one country. I mean, it really did bring the whole country together. 9-11 did, but it was just, it was rough and it was sad. And there was this, it was, there, there was a malaise. And uh, Neil Diamond, being Neil Diamond, uh, opened his show with Coming to America. And when I get to the bag, you know, today, today thing, unfurled the biggest American flag I have ever seen. This was mm. a show at the X, right? At the XL Energy Center. And the stage ran, you know, the, the length of the, uh, what it would be like, the hockey rink, right? Um, that flag was the length of the stage, floor to ceiling. Thing wow. was huge. And it was uh, one of the biggest cheers I've ever heard in my life. I bet. And it was real, and it was true, and it felt great. Wow, that was that was my my uh, that was my great patriotic moment for nine uh, eleven. Yeah, so I wasn't too young. I was sixteen. Oh, I was you a were? junior okay. in high school when nine yeah. eleven happened. I'm going to talk more about that later with another song. But yeah. the the American flag and the malaise and the almost instant unification um, brings up some memories, some good, some not so good. So I worked at Rainbow Foods at the time, grocery yeah. store yeah. chain, right? No longer around, really. I think Roundies bought them, and I think. Cub eventually bought them. I think Cub bought Super Valley or, or Lund's maybe. I don't remember. Anyway, when I worked there, that was 9-11, and within days, not just at Rainbow, but everywhere else, you just had American apparel everywhere, yeah. U.S. flag, this, yeah. Yeah. napkins, paper plates. So there was togetherness, but there was also profiteering. Oh, no so, like, question, it's, but that's the, God bless tough. America, man. But again, like we said, top of the show, America means different things to different people. Yes, it does. For some, it's money-making opportunity, yes, but does. that's always rubbed me the wrong way as a young influenced child mm -hmm. teenager mm -hmm. thinking oh here's a look at america i mean we're right. under the thumb right now and attacked yeah and people are making a buck yeah. and you know for s some they surely were buying things for true support of right. the country right? right uh but the number of pickup trucks i saw after that with flags <sighs> running out the back just yeah yeah and it, even still today you wonder about the genuineness to some of it and some of it's just more of a um an image identity thing. Well, you know, I, I will tell you, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Gen X cynic, right? Mm. Right. And, and I, I feel like I know the difference. Like, um, during the, uh, the first Gulf War, right? Uh, a song you will not hear on the show tonight is Whitney Houston singing the, the national anthem because that was, I thought that was just gross. <laughs> what that that was that there was so much what i called false patriotism yep in that all that flag waving and, and yep. houston dressed in the dressed in the flag and the whole thing yeah. because let's not get in the flag code u.s flag code yeah uh, we'll be here for two extra yeah, hours exactly but to me that was just i mean that was you know the u.s okay great we went and beat up saddam whatever right. and and you know i to me that was that was that was just testosterone fueled chest thumping this to me, this felt real. This was like, you know, for like, sure. You know, let's. We, this was a different kind of a thing because it was the first time we had been attacked, right? You know, well, since Pearl Harbor, yeah, right, yeah, in that generation. So, yeah. Um, 
propaganda will come up later. I think I have a note there at some point. I can't remember exactly where. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get ahead too far, though. But, I mean, it's propaganda in some yeah. cases. I mean, there's rallying, and then there's propaganda. No question. And, no um, question. It'd be good to learn, if we all can learn, <laughs> to differentiate between the two. <laughs> um, my last thought, though, just to go back to the intent of this song, is yeah. really about celebrating that immigrants, yeah. uh, the immigration and the immigrants, right. uh, dating back to right. the, the foundation of this country, right, through yeah. today. Through today. And, you know, you, you see a lot of the discrimination going on, and it's not new. It's just different people. Exactly. And, you know, even 100 years ago in this state, you know, how Germans were treated, how the Irish yeah. were treated. Yeah. I mean, it's not that far ago. We probably have people in our lives who experienced that, or maybe not so much anymore, but we're only one generation removed from that discrimination. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, and, you know... <laughs> I, I know where you're going there, and that you know the Germans don't 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 get that kind of discrimination anymore. The Irish don't really get that kind of discrimination anymore, but that discrimination is absolutely 100 percent alive and well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just, just saying yeah. it's been here forever. Yes, it has, and been. immigrants have been here forever because yep. we are a country of immigrants. Yes, we I are. Guess that's the, the point here, and that's that's an important thing, and we should to, be proud uh, of that. We absolutely should be proud of that. We are. We wouldn't be here if someone in our family lineage did we, not I mean, make that choice. We're a country that was basically created on the idea that a lot of people were kicked out of their own countries for whatever reason, right. and this was the place they had to come. So I had one. I, I really just had brief comment on that. That was the the immigration piece, but then I was going to finish it with this. Um, <laughs> and as the great fictional patriot Forrest Gump would say, "Yeah, that's all I have to say about that." <laughs> <laughs> you know how often I say that. Um, Next song uh, is by a guy named Brad Paisley, and you're you're talking about uh, uh, this is to me this is another immigrant song, but this is more like for sure, this yeah. is the 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 sort of uh, residual effects of of immigration and how uh, America is the only true things uh, like created in America were were jazz, pizza, and chow mein. Sure, right, you know, but this is a uh, um, actually I, I used to be in a band called uh, Prairie Dog Fight Club. Yes, and uh, we act, we uh, were hired to play a, a festival in Lakeville where we wound up opening for Montgomery Gentry, the, oh, the, the yeah. country band, and we we learned this song for 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 that that uh, show. Anyway, so uh, this is Brad Paisley. With well, a, I had I had a couple oh, comments. You, oh, you did? You okay, I did. Uh, just real quick, um, Brad Paisley is an interesting guy. I'm not a fan of his music. I love country music, but uh-huh. he, he's maybe a little too milk toast for me. I don't know, just a little too soft. A little too Peyton Manning for you? <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. a great analogy, yeah. Um, he's just never been my flavor of country. But I pre- appreciate the effort he put into this song to reinforce some of those traditions yeah. and values. I think this song is less about the individuals who've contributed over time and more about the things that we've taken from those individuals. Sure. And it's morphed our society right. for the yeah. better. Yeah. And, and you're going to hear it in the song. Yeah. Man. Like I said, the residual effects of, of, of immigration. You know, because the U.S. is really a sum of its parts. Yeah. Everything... Has contributed for us to get to this point. Right. Uh, last thought: the video for the song is awful. I don't know that I've ever actually seen. I the watched video. it this morning. Awful. Not good. Just awful. Okay, so, so go check it out. Don't watch the video. But no, go check to it song. out because it's a really good song. I think. All right, Brad Paisley, American Saturday Night, right here in ninety-five point one KYMN, the one.
pedal of her German car Listen to the Beatles singing back in the USSR Yeah, she's going around the world tonight, but she ain't leaving here She's just gonna meet her boyfriend down at the street fair And it's a French kiss, Italian eyes, Spanish moss in the moonlight Just another American Saturday Got Canadian bacon on their pizza pie. They got a cooler full of cold coronas and Amstel light. It's like we're all living in a big old cup. Just fire up the blender, mix it all up. It's a French kiss, Italian ice, margaritas in the moonlight. Just another American Saturday night.
Grateful Dead from their Mars Hotel album with U.S. Blues. You got anything on uh, on the Grateful Dead? Yeah, I like that song. I'm not Me someone too. who's spent a lot of time listening to the Grateful Dead, yeah. although I think I've known of them my entire life for various reasons. Were your, were your folks dead people? <laughs> no. Um, so I'll start with a joke and then a story. So ah. I just actually heard this joke the other day. I was listening to a friend of mine who just started a rock podcast. Okay. Uh, really? It might be of interest to you. I don't know. Yeah, I mentioned well, your show to him, actually. Really? Um, Who's he, your friend? Uh, yeah. Rob Hahn. Plug him. He used to be a CCO guy. Yeah. Um, it's Rob Bob Radio. So he's interviewing like old rock DJs mostly. I think I might have heard about He's been this. on the air with Wayne a couple times down here. I, I, I like might have seen something about this on Facebook or something. It just went live like maybe five yeah. weeks ago. So. Yeah, I, it lo- it looks interesting to me. Who is the guy's name? John Lass or who's yeah. the old KQ guy? He does the ch- the chucker. Yeah, so I, he was I, on this show. I, I, I I've heard about this. Show. It, so, it looks interesting. So they had he was on. He was interviewing the whoever the BJ is. I'm sorry, I don't know who it is. Rob John L. I can't remember his name. Sure, I, it was before my time. Yeah, uh, and but it was the guy who you know does chucker. Yeah. And he was made, he made a Grateful Dead joke like, uh, "What do Grateful Dead fans do when they want, run out of weed? What they listen to the music? So what the hell are we listening to?" <laughs> <laughs> so, I just heard that this week, so that was good timing for that. Oh. You know? uh, the other thing is too I mean, another connection to you potentially because I think you know Joe Tugas, right? Oh yeah, yeah from Mankato. Yeah, so he's a good guy. He uh, was one of my adjunct professors when I was down there for J oh, school. Was he really? And we were talking. I can't remember what the course was, but I remember Joe because. It's Joe. Yeah. And he used to have a show on local TV there with a friend that was a Grateful Dead 
show. Okay. And they ran really? it for three years. And his point to us was that public access TV has to run whatever you run as long as it's not profane. doesn't yeah. matter how dumb it is. Yeah. But he was talking about how he actually built an audience and like they were going to stop doing the show and they got like requests to keep it going from the <laughs> from the TV station because there was actually people watching it. That's great. And he said it went on for years. I don't know if it was like three or five years. but That's hilarious. So it was like my only, other than that, and like Cherry Garcia, right? The oh, ice cream. The, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But yep. no, I, I need to spend some time listening to Grateful Dead. I uh, well, you know, you should come over to my house uh, on Sundays. My my wife and I have uh, during the pandemic. It's sort of gone by the wayside now. But during the pandemic, we uh, instituted this thing on Sundays called Grateful Dead Pancake Hour. <laughs> okay, where we'd, we'd make breakfast and we'd listen to the. Well, Grateful I was gonna say, Dead. is this at like eight at night? <laughs> I mean, it is the Grateful Dead pancake well, you know, hour. We're, yeah, we, well, it, we, or four in the morning, maybe. Be we don't. It, it, it's funny because it, 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 there's no drugs involved in this. It's Sunday mornings, and it's just you know you look give it time. For, yeah, well, that's true. A couple years. <laughs> you're looking for something just easy to listen to and and uh, and just kind of groove to, and and so you put on on some dead and you make make French toast. So here here's actually it's not a non sequitur. Uh, we talked about this I think on one of the Christmas shows about. I used to have this issue with not listening to certain artists because of the names of mm-hmm. the band mm-hmm. or whatever. Grateful Dead is definitely one of those yeah. groups where I'm like, I don't think that's my thing. Yeah. So I moved past that, fortunately, at mm-hmm. least as I get exposed to new people, now, sure. new bands or whatever. Right, right. Uh, but that was such a thing I lived with, for like especially in high school. Your formative years, we were listening to music. I'm like, yeah. Journey, great. Huey Lewis in the News, great. CCR, great. Right. Pink Floyd, what the hell is Pink Floyd? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible name. Pink Floyd is you know, Def Leppard, Def Leppard. Okay. Ex- yeah. Especially Def yeah. Leppard was one I'm like, eh. Yeah. When I was in grade school, I was legitimately afraid of the Grateful Dead. Sure. Like I'd never heard of the music, and my a couple of my neighbors across the street were big fans of the Grateful Dead, and I just saw the skull and the the, the, the name. And there, that Do was you think scary. George A. Romero was the the lead singer, or what? Well, no, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I did think zombies. So yeah, yeah, you know, and and then and then someone played me some Dead. I'm like, well, this is like country. I mean, this is I know like, I need to spend yeah. some time with them because I probably would enjoy them. And, you know, a lot of great stuff, man. A lot of great stuff. Check out uh, Fire on the Martin Mountain and uh, Scarlet Pagonia. Anyway, okay, so moving on, uh, we go from one of Corey's favorite bands to another of his favorite singers. Uh, this, this yeah, is, what I say off, offline? You can't stand to listen to James Taylor's uh, vocal, vocals? Yeah, a brilliant songwriter. I, I just can't. His voice does nothing for me. <laughs> so I, I miss out on a lot of the, the love for James Taylor. J, JT is one of my all-time faves. I love James Taylor. And this is from a, an album that um, he put out he, you know, he's he's gotten really intermittent with his um, releases, and I, I think in the last twenty years he's maybe only put out three albums. Um, but this is uh, uh, an album he put out probably twenty years ago called October Road, and it's about how he uh, he met the woman who is uh, now his wife and the mother of three of his or his three most recent children. So, yeah. <laughs> Polite way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was gonna say of all the Independence Day songs you could have picked, this was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I did have I did want to address a quick bugaboo of mine yeah. and I noticed that w- with both how you named Spotify list and how this song is titled okay so this holiday specifically is one that bothers me with how it's shared 4th of July I'm an Independence Day guy okay I will accept and this is part of the old journalist in me too yeah I'm good with Fourth of July if you spell it out. I put the I put the number yeah, on. and I want to strangle you for it. <laughs> but at least you didn't go one step further and do July Fourth. I. Okay. I, especially with the numeral. 
Yeah. I just, oh, uh, so God, ugly. I would never have done that. Yeah. I mean, at least he only did 4th of July with the number. Right. But right, to right. me, this holiday is Independence Day, not the 4th. It's a date. That'd be like saying, oh, Christmas. You mean December 25th? I love that holiday. It just, to <laughs> yeah, me, it's so bizarre. Yeah. And I get, I don't know what the or, origin or origin of this was. Clearly, it's stuck around. People are going to do what they want. But yeah. to me, it's Independence Day. Well, I, I and I'll, I'll roll with that. I, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to apologize for anything, no, but, I, but I, yeah. I, I, I did 4th of July because sort of like with uh, AP style, you're just trying to uh, cut down on keystrokes, <laughs> there you go. right? So. Look at that. Look at that explanation. I yeah. like it. I okay. appreciate that. Journalist to journalist. Okay, this is James Taylor from uh, his October Road album with, on the 4th of July. 95.1 KYMN, The One. Shall I tell again how we started this Now and again at the UPKIO or the Mesa Dupree, or a dozen different everyday places to be. I was loping along, never alone. We were ever so brave on the telephone. Wouldn't you care to come down? Fireworks time. We could each just preach, we could step out of the smell of smoke and the lay of the land and the feeling of finding one's heart in one's hand. Tiny tin voice of the radio band singing love must stand, love forever and ever must stand. Unbelievable you, impossible fell out of the family tree fell found a philosopher's stone deep in the ground like a dinosaur bone fell into you and a cord with a tear in your eye for the fourth life for the patriots and Minutemen and things you believe they believe
invented this Fourth of July and I got I love her. That was Joni Mitchell. I, uh, I've said this before, at least on my, uh, my weekly list show. Um, my musical Mount Rushmore, I get, and I get five faces because it's my Mount yeah, Rushmore. Yeah. Springsteen, uh, Billy Joel, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, and Joni Mitchell is just right in the middle, man. It's yeah. almost like you grew up during a certain time. The 80s? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> by the way, I hear they're putting a fifth face on the actual Mount Rushmore, so it doesn't matter. You can have five now. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought that. Don't up. even. I mean, this is the independence. <laughs> yeah, but if oh, there was a show to bring that up. Oh on. my goodness! Yeah, right. Well, don't, Joni's I, great. I've been ranting lately on the weekly list. Don't get me started. Here, so. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Joni Mitchell uh, from 1991, the only Canadian, I think, uh, on the on the show this uh, this year. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 an interesting choice. I mean, it's the first time I've heard the song, yeah. but interesting choice yeah. for a Canadian to do. It's a it's a it's about um it's literally about. A specific night, she and her husband um, had rented a house in Hawaii mm. and uh, had been to see the fireworks and were driving from the fireworks home. Sure. And that's what the that's what the song it's is. It's a pleasant song. It's a lovely song, as is Joni Mitchell. Yeah, I, I, I adore her. The more I listen to her. Man, I love Joni. Um, Christmas reference. How about this? Mm. 
Did you know Joni Mitchell's profiled in Love Actually? She kind of plays in. Yeah, she is. She actually does play a, a big, a, big musical. A, sort of. Uh, uh, there's a. It's a. What is what, what? It's a. It's a major reference that it's a plot point. Yeah. Yeah. Two sides now. Yeah. Both sides. Bo- now. Both, both sides, sides now. now. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Both yeah. sides now. I have much. Not much more to add. I have nothing else. Actually, okay. not much more. I have nothing to add. Because I'm saving. I'm baking them for the next. Song. I'll just say again that I love Joni Mitchell. And you should. Everyone uh, should. Everyone should. She's fantastic. Yes. Okay. Anyway, right. so uh, coming up next, we have a song by that most people I think have heard by a band called Simon and Garfunkel. America. America, huh? America. America. Except uh, America. So, yeah, it, the song title is a song title. It's my least favorite reference to the country in which we live, but mm-hmm. I'll deal with it because it's Simon, Simon and Garfunkel. One of the greatest songs of all time, yeah, actually. Yeah, Harmonies. I was reading about this song, too. I don't know if you have the background on it. I, I'm not going to detail all of it, but... Basically, at this point, when the song was written, Simon Garfunkel had been charging, like, what was it, five grand for appearances. Uh-huh. But there was some prearranged twelve fifty, and um, Paul said he would still go do the show because he had to know what a town named Saga, Saginaw was like. Saginaw, yeah. So I, apparently that was kind of how this song came together. And Shout out to Michigan, brother. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so I think it, he was with his wife, and they were, I don't know if it was his wife at the time or maybe his girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and just traveled there and that was kind of what the song was about it took me four days to hitchhike from Sagan. they didn't hitchhike though did they i i really doubt it i do too but um, yeah but it made me think of traveling in general and i i had a conversation with someone a few weeks ago about the importance of traveling i mean we live in such a big country that you could never leave this country and still have things to see by the time you die yeah right never mind you know overseas travel or just you know canada or mexico or what right. have you but it's so important to travel because you meet other people yes um i was driving through southern florida a couple of years ago yeah and going through watermelon farms and Mm. I was thinking, you know, we have this identity thing where we always just clump people together so quickly to label people. All farmers are the same type thing. And I'm like, I wonder if a watermelon farmer in South Florida is a little different than a soybean farmer in Minnesota. Right. Probably whether, you know, religion, politics, um, general approach to life, all those things. So I just think traveling is important. It's not just about the people, although that's yeah. probably the biggest yeah. component. Food, yeah. culture, right. music, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I actually, this just total tangent. I once knew a farmer uh, in uh, Texas who was one of the shrewdest business people I've ever known in my life. Sure. Yeah, he just, he, this was a sharp, sharp man. He's not what you would, uh, be careful with this. <laughs> there's the there's that that very very wrong uh, stereotype of farmers out there that they're just yes. you know and and this was it this this was not that this guy shattered that that image anyway so in, in listening to the song which I've heard many many times I was thinking about today's show yeah and the idea of travel and the importance of it for us to better understand each other so if we go back to the beginning of the show and just talking about how this country means many different things and mm-hmm. I think traveling. And and that's easy for me to say, right? And some other people to say because you can just go for a three hour drive, right. And check out the world, or you can right. fly somewhere. Right. Not everyone has that convenience, right? Exactly. Right? So I, I understand that, but um, it made me think of a book I read from my favorite author. Um, I'm going to quiz you. I, I'm yeah, not going to okay. say quiz you. I just want to share a couple quotes from the book. It's. It, <laughs> I hope I get this. I'm one of the. Frankly, I'm one of the worst read people you know. But I, I hope I get this. I mean, it's not an unpopular piece, but right. it's more about how these remarks that were made decades ago maybe decades and decades ago, are still relevant today. Um, I'll try to cruise through them. I just wrote down five or six. Maybe okay. I shouldn't share them all because of time, but I'm just going to go for it. Sure. Uh, and these are just thoughts I thought that were good to share. So we value virtue, but do not discuss it. The honest bookkeeper, the faithful wife, the earnest scholar get little of our attention compared to the embezzler, the tramp, the cheat. 
So that's one line. Okay. Uh, I saw this again. This is him traveling the country and just his experiences with people. Okay. I saw in their eyes something I, I I saw in their eyes something I was to see over and over in every part of the nation. A burning desire to go, to move, to get underway, any place, any way from here. They spoke quietly of how they want to go someday, to move about, free and un- unanchored, not towards something, but away from something. I saw this look and heard this yearning everywhere in every state I visited. Nearly every American hungers to move. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find after years of struggle that we do not take a trip. A trip takes us. Hmm. So this was that was more about the plight of life and how mm-hmm. we all have struggles. Mm-hmm. And we, we continue mm-hmm. to work and we're mm-hmm. a work in progress. But we realized toward the right. end, or at least maybe somewhere along that journey, right. that right. we're kind of along for the ride, but we have some control over it. Yeah, okay. Um, the last, two, two last ones. I find out, I'm making sure I'm reading this right. I find out of long experience that I admire all nations and hate all governments. Alexis de Tocqueville. No, but I was I, I wanted to share that earlier when you were talking about the best country. Yeah, just yeah. not read that one again. Word. I like that. I find it's kind of oddly worded. I find out of long experience that I admire all nations and hate all governments. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I don't hate all governments, but in fact, I love the basics, the fundamentals of the American government system. But I like that quote very much. It's not re- not to Tocqueville, obviously, because that was would have been three hundred years ago. <laughs> sure, but I, I think for me, foundationally speaking, that has resonated with me a lot because we have all these arbitrary boundaries. You know, we joked about Northfield Faribault earlier. Yeah, yeah. But why does someone grow up a Packer fan? Because they live in this arbitrary space called Wisconsin, right? right. Or Minnesota. Right. They like the Vikings. Right. Same with countries. Same yeah. with you know uh, continents. Well, they're, like they're, we're all people. That's where our starting point should be. So, right. like when we see this divisiveness, right. usually with politics around this holiday too. We're human to start with. Let's start with that part. Yeah, the, the, I think the polite word for it is provincialism. Yeah. You know, because you, you think that the land that, that, that raised you is better than the land that raised somebody else. And, and there's nuance. There's nothing wrong with being proud and, and being supportive mm-hmm. of something. Sure. But that doesn't make the other, because I think that's the word right. that gets and used that, a lot. And that's the thing. Yeah. It doesn't make them lesser or bad. My place is great, but that doesn't necessarily mean right. that your place isn't great, too. And right. that's that's where people get. If my place they is great, then, it, then it's at the expense of your place. Or if you think your place is right, that's the, at the expense of my place, and that makes you wrong, man. Yeah. yeah. See. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Equality feels like oppression when one is accustomed to privilege. Wow. It's a good line. I like that. Not from the book I'm referring to. Okay. Who's, who said that? Same person. Not same person. Um, Equality feels like oppression when one is accustomed to privilege. Yes. I gotta write that down. Yeah. I like that. Okay, last one from this book. Uh, and this I believe, that the free exploring mind of the individual human is the most valuable thing in the world. And this I would fight for, the freedom of the mind to take any direction it wishes, undirected. And this I must, and this I must fight against, any idea, religion, or government, which limits or destroys the individual. Okay. I, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about whoever wrote this. Is this... Uh, would this person be considered an author first, or would they be considered some other type of uh, public figure first? Author first. Author first. Gosh. Steinbeck. Nailed it. Did I really? Yeah. Well No done. kidding. Nailed it. I, cause it just, well, a lot of it sounded like Grapes of Wrath type stuff to me. but Yeah, he, he's got a very uh, spoken, basic approach to language. It, it can seem complicated, but it's meant for the common person to be able to read. That's yeah. just how most of his stuff yeah. was written. So this is from 1962 published. It's his travels with Charlie, the one where he goes around yeah. the country with his dog. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have very nice things to say about Minnesota. He's vo- only briefly here. I think he stops in El- uh, Alexandria. Was it cold? 
No, it was just the people were distant, I think is what his comment was. No kidding. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the, I, he drove, you know, this is the early 60s. He would have been through yeah. here. I think the Twin Cities were not impressive to him or something. Uh, I mean, he's coming not. from New York, right? Right, so, right, right. But he had nice things to say about like North Dakota. Montana's like his favorite place. Interesting. Uh, you know, there's some skepticism and challenges to the authenticity of his entire book, specifically this okay. one whether he was really on the road for as long as he was with mm-hmm. only his dog, mm-hmm. if he didn't actually spend nights in the hotel once in a while. Because the idea is he's in a camper on the back of his truck, right. which I saw a couple of years ago when I visited his museum in Salinas, California. It oh, was really? really cool to see that. That's really cool. Phenomenal museum yeah. out there uh, in Salinas, which is where he's based out of when he was alive, obviously. Um, but yeah, Travels with Charlie, John Steinbeck. Really Fantastic. good book. Uh, I'm going to refer to another book. It is from him. I'll spoil that later. Uh, called American Americans. Okay. Um, both really good reads if you want to think about this country and its people. Yeah. And there's so many things written in the 60s that he wrote. And this is, you know, the tail end of his life. He was born, I think, in 1902. Yeah. And he died in the early 70s or late 60s. Maybe it was later. No, no, it was later than that. Um, but he stopped publishing. much, though. I mean, no, I think yeah. it was the seven. I should know this offhand. I can't think of it, though. Um, but these are one of his later works. And okay. So he's got a lot of time to look back on and right. the idea of this book was to re-familiarize himself with the people because you mentioned grapes of wrath like yeah. growing up in california and, and hearing those stories and mm-hmm. obviously living through that time mm-hmm. I mean, he knew working class people and yeah. he wanted to represent them well but he eventually did okay for himself did yep. some stints as a journalist spent time overseas covering wars both world war ii and vietnam right um which would have been the early part of Vietnam. Right. Um, or maybe it's Korea. Maybe he didn't do Vietnam. You know, I can't. I get mixed up sometimes. But point is, he became kind of a New York socialite in some ways, yeah, right? He did. Yeah. But still had this core. Well, he was a very celebrated author within his lifetime. Complicated so, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm reading an autobiography about him right now. So I really should know when he died. But I didn't get to that part of the book well, yet. Yeah, yeah, you haven't gotten that part yet. So you don't <laughs> haven't made it to the end yet. <laughs> um, anyway, good book. Check it out. Cool. And and well done for getting that right. I'm really surprised. But yeah. it, it's, it's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself. I applaud you. Well, look at me. All right. Uh, so uh, that's a really roundabout way to say that this is Simon and Garfunkel from yeah. uh, their 1968 album, Old Friends, I want to say. I'm just doing this Can't off the top correct of my you on head. This one. Sorry. Um, my, <laughs> if, if you're wondering which album it is, if you've ever seen Almost Famous, uh, this is the one where the album that Frances McDormand is holding in her hands when she's talking to uh, her daughter. And just, uh, look at their eyes. They're on, they're on drugs. Yep. But, okay. Great movie. Great, great movie. Simon and Garfunkel, America, 95.1, KYMN, the one. Let us be lovers, we'll marry our fortunes together. I've got some real estate here in my bag. So we bought a pack of cigarettes And this is Wagner Pies And walked off to look for America Kathy, I said as we boarded a greyhound in Pittsburgh Chicken seems like a dream to me now It took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw I've come to look for America 
Sitting on the bus Playing games with the faces She said the man in the gabardine suit was a spy I said be careful his bow tie is really a camera Toss me a cigarette I think there's one in my way
Moving by London with a blitz and all How he married grandma and brought her back home A hero throughout this land Now standing on a runway in San Diego Couple purple hearts so move a little slow So nobody here, maybe nobody knows About a place called Vietnam But we're trying to go to the comes marching home Just full of medals and a G.I. law Baby, waiting at the station like San Antonio When Johnny comes marching home Steve Earl from his 1989 Copperhead Road album with Johnny Come Lately. Actually, uh, that was Steve Earl and the Pogues. Oh, the, the, Pogues. the old Pogues. You, uh, you you cannot get away from me uh, throwing the Pogues at you. On, Best on, teeth in the business. On, uh, <laughs> you got that right. Good old Shane McGowan. Uh, Where's we, Christy McCall? Kirsty. Kirsty had Kirsty had lovely teeth. Kirsty was a lovely woman, but uh, yeah, you can't get away. We're going to do a show together. I'm going to throw the pogues at you somehow. It, it'd be it, I'll uh, take them. Be it with Johnny Come Lately and Steve Earle, or, or Fairy Tale of New York with Kirsty McCall. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, I actually first uh, time I heard that song, um, I saw Steve Earle open for Bob Dylan. First time I saw Dylan actually in like 1989. And, uh, it was one, you know, Dylan's my guy, but Steve Earl blew Bob Dylan off of the stage that night. Sure. I, I, I was, I could not believe what I was seeing with Steve Earl. He, and, and he is, uh, in, in the last 30 years had all kinds of ups and downs and, and, uh, but I just, he's still one of my favorites. Steve Earl, cool as hell. Yeah, I mean, I grew up hearing Copperhead Road and some other big yeah. Steve Earle hits, but yeah. wasn't really familiar with him until yeah. Treme, which we did talk about this right. past year on Christmas. Right. He was phenomenal in that yeah. show, that HBO show about uh, Hurricane Katrina and the fallout yeah. afterward. Um, he, he has music on the show, but he also was an actor in the show. Yeah. Just great. So after being exposed to him there, to his brilliance on that show, I, I've spent a little more time with Steve uh, personally. So oh, Personally, great. It's, yeah. it's always good to be uh, learning more. Obviously, that, that's what music should be. It should right. be a journey, right? So right. You, uh, Grateful Dead on my list now and yeah, just always should be expanding. Cool. It's so, awesome. Cool. I like Steve Earle. Good conclusion. I'd love to tell you that you've, uh, you have actually, because now I listen to a lot more uh, Perry Coma and Bing Crosby. <laughs> and Ray Conniff. <laughs> Not so much the Ray Conniff. Uh, so that was uh, Steve Earle. Next up is uh, second second Bruce Springsteen. I promise there's only two Bruce Springsteen songs on, on, on the list tonight. One of them was selected by you. Yeah, and the I'll other take one credit. Was, was selected by me. Um, this is another immigrant song. Um, this was originally he originally had uh, recorded this song with. Um, he did a, a, a an album of folk songs with a huge band that he uh, 
he called the Sessions Band. It was a uh, uh, like a Pete Seeger uh, mm-hmm. cover album, kind of a thing. Like not Pete Seeger, but sort of Pete Seeger inspired. And uh, you know, I, I meant to look this up. I actually think that this is an original song. I'm not a hundred percent on that. I'll let you know after the break. But um, then he re-recorded it for his uh, his Wrecking Ball album. So this is Bruce Springsteen, the Ameri- uh, E Street Band, uh, doing another song about uh, immigrants. You know, we we we. I'm we, in favor. Yes, as, as am I. And uh, uh, so, this is American Land from uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band on 95.1 KYMN, The One.
Some have sailed down through history If you last, it's a mystery But I guess they don't know what they're talking about From the mountains down to the sea You've become such a habit with me America, America Well, I come from down round Tennessee But the people in California are nice to me America It don't matter Where I may roam Tell you people That it's home sweet America America And my brothers Are all black and white Yellow too And the red man is right To expect to And then follow through America All the men Who fell on the plains And who lived Through hardship and pain America America And the men Who could not fight In a war That didn't seem right That was Waylon, Waylon Jennings, one of my faves. Uh, I just could listen to Waylon sing the phone book. And you know what? I agree with him. People from California have always been really nice to me, too. It's been my experience. Yeah. I like California a whole lot. Uh, I like Waylon. I'm a yeah. big fan of his music. And, I mean, that's a great segue because this man is from California. Another yeah. John Steinbeck, Steinbeck moment for yeah. you. So I had alluded to America and Americans before, written 1966. I just want to share one quote. It's a little bit long, but I just feel like... Um, Especially in the last two decades, for sure. I'd say since 9-11, actually. Just the, the idea of... Well, actually, I'd go back to Clinton, even. And maybe you could go back further. You could argue however you want, but I'm just going to read the quote. You make of it what you want. 
The president must be greater than anyone else, but not better than anyone else. We subject him and his family to close and constant scrutiny and denounce them for things that we ourselves do every day. A presidential slip of the tongue, a slight error in judgment, social, political, or ethical, can raise a storm of protest. We give the president more work than a man can do, more responsibility than a man should take, more pressure than a man can bear. We abuse him often and rarely praise him. We wear him out, use him up, eat him up. And with all this, Americans have a love for the president that goes beyond loyalty or party nationality. Uh, he is ours, and we exercise the right to destroy him. 1966. I think a lot of this still holds true. I think the last part, oh, yeah. not as much. Well, <laughs> um, Some things have changed. But again, just interesting that 50, 60 years ago, some of the commentary about politics and, and, and pride in who we love and destroy mm-hmm. still is the same today. That's, 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 that's really interesting. Actually, you know, who? Well, it's interesting that you wrote read that quote just now because we're going to talk for this next song. Um, mm-hmm. I something I never. Well, first of all, I'll just to say this: remember when people thought that George W. Bush was the worst president ever? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, boy, it, Donald Trump just looked at him and said, "Hold my beer." Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, I know that there are people. I'm sorry, I slipped. Um, but I, I, I would say I would, I, I would actually offer that recent history has been kind to George W. Bush. I think that quote is best applied in recent history to George W. Bush. We ask everything of the president, and he's a man. He's able right. to deliver as much as he can. You know, and I think one of the great one of the things about W. Um, w has always struck. I mean, it, it, I, this goes back to the whole you want to have a beer with a guy yeah, thing. Yeah. But he does. I mean, he's and I don't think that's a good qualification, by the way, to be president. I really don't. <laughs> We've learned this. <laughs> yeah, we have learned this now. Um, but I, 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 he strikes me as um, a really decent human being, George W. Bush. This next song is pretty much all of the focused anger (laughs) from the the George W. Bush era. And just a quick counter to you about the Bush to Trump thing. Same could be said for, remember how awful it was under Clinton? And then we got Obama. Or remember how awful it was under Obama? Well, now we have Biden. So it goes both ways, right? Right. I mean, I think you and I might... could spend a lot of time talking about why they're different in some ways yeah. and maybe not so much in other yeah. ways. But yeah. I think the point of this piece was from, from Steinbeck in the sixties was presidents up until that point were still supported by the people. Yeah. You know, yeah. approval ratings. Right. We're still in the seventies right. for most people. We don't see right. that anymore. Right. And that's part of the issue. And, and going back to the travel oh, and ex- 70, I can't even imagine right. anyone having, you know, and, and locally we talked about buildings being renamed and that was a yeah. big discussion yeah. point. And this is part of the reason is who do we name them after that people are going to be fully supportive of. Right. Exactly. It's just an impossible task now. Exactly. So in my opinion, as someone who voted on this, it's best to just avoid it because you're going to upset someone either way. I mean, could you imagine having a 70% approval rating for anything now? I mean, Congress is like 20%. If a president's above 50, that's a success story. It's just, you it's know what alarming. I think? I, honest to God, I'm not. I, Please I don't to, say celebrity stuff. No, I would have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure, and I'm not kidding about this, legal marijuana has like a 70% approval rating. Yeah. No, issues are different than people. Yeah, right? That's true. Pe- yeah, you're right. And to your point, and I wanted to tie it back to this too, your, your comment about Bush, I mean, I, I, I don't know the adage offhand, but basically, time is 
a benefit to all, right? Yeah, we forget yeah, yeah. some of those things. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm not saying he's awful. I'm not saying he's the best. I mean, we're, we're nuanced people. We have histories that are complicated. You know, we're not, we're talking about 9/11. We're not going to go that way with 9/11. No. But in recent years, and now Ellen's kind of, you yeah. know, <laughs> not someone's people support for other reasons. Yeah. But she and Bush had a relationship, and you'd see him at like Rangers games right, or something like right, that. Right. And people were like, how could this um, idol of the LGBT community be friends with such an atrocious man who did such awful things? And she was saying, let's be, we should be friends with people we disagree with on certain things. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Now she's had her own issues in the last year of yes, treatment of her yes, staff yes, and stuff yes. like that. So that's besides the point. But it is interesting that hyper politicized, um, hyper polarized conversation about just crossing. Right. The path right. of just simple topics. Right. So the marijuana thing, I think, is a good example where people on both sides uh, legalizing Sunday sales in the state was mm-hmm. a big one. Yeah. So again, going back to Steinbeck's thing, though, like travel, experience, open your mind, be open minded, yeah. talk to people. There are going to be people you disagree with right. on things, and some of these are very, very important, right? Because they're they're human issues, right? On how we treat people, and it's yeah. hard to look past that. That's different than disagreeing on tax policy. That's different on even um, whether you should build a wall. Okay, that's one issue. But how we treat the people who are coming to the wall, regardless mm-hmm. of how they're doing it, is different. Yes. And, and that's where I think there's struggle now. I don't think there's as much acceptance, and I'm not saying there should be, of how to differ, how to deal with people you differ on those topics right. now. Right. Well, I mean, one of the most American, in my mind, my, in my opinion, one of the most American f- facets of personality, okay, one of the, 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 the great traits of what I think the uh, America should be, the United States should be, right, is uh, the open-mindedness thing mm-hmm. and accepting more than one idea, right? That is sort of, uh, that has fallen by the wayside on, on both sides, mm-hmm. on both sides. But uh, um, I just want to be clear on this. Um, I was not a supporter of W uh, or like 98% of his policies when he was president. Sure. Um, I think he's a good man. And uh, uh, I have I have uh, enjoyed listening to him speak after he has uh, left office. And and uh, um, when that man uh, dies, I will uh, I will honor him the way I have honored every other uh, president ever. And even though at the time I did think he was the worst president ever, I was completely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But I I, uh, yeah. Anyway, well, and that's what's fascinating, too, is that. We can't take people at only one moment in time or right. even over a stretch of time. Right. Jimmy Carter is considered one of the worst presidents ever, and, but and, one of the greatest humanitarians ever, right? And George Bush is not Jimmy Carter, right. but he's done a lot of good since oh, he's sure. left the office, sure. right? And, and you know, first of all, I completely agree with the, the whole Carter thing. I, I remember those four years when Carter was president, and they sucked. Yeah. They did. They were, they were rough. Those were rough years. Um, and Jimmy Carter has been the greatest ex-president that there's ever right. been. Um W does not get anywhere near enough credit for the work he did as president uh, stopping the spread of AIDS in Africa um, and, and how that country, uh, that country, that continent, he, I'm not going to say he saved the continent of Africa, but what that man did pre- prevented um, something that would have been horrific. On that country, otherwise. It's nice when people do their job. Otherwise, yeah, it is nice, you know. (laughs) Anyway, so the marriage to what you were just talking about is criticism of the American way. So we we gotta get back to the song, right? We got a song coming up. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll let you introduce the song. I I have a couple thoughts, Um, and maybe you you covered all your thoughts, but 
Go I ahead. can do it. I haven't introduced the song yet. So we're, we're talking about American Idiot by yeah. Green Day, yeah. uh, which we had to clarify the time frame on this because you introduced it to me offline a few different ways. Yeah, yeah. And I had to clarify what you meant by it, but go ahead and share your I thoughts I believe on that. that this is the best song of the first decade of the 21st the century. Aughts. The aughts. Yes. yes. I, this is, not only is it a great song, but it's um, the most representative of the way I felt mm-hmm. uh, during that decade. At the time, yeah. yeah. And, and my th- point I want to underscore here is criticism is important. So as a, mm-hmm. as a former journalist, a recovering journalist, as I like to say, <laughs> and as someone who is still scrutinizing things day by day. There's always room to come back, brother. We'll always uh, take I'm, you I'm back. I'm doing all right. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, but criticism is important. I think people always think criticism is bad. Uh, it's there for us to have continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. And as we said at the top of the show seven hours ago that... The United States is a work in progress and yes. will be for some time. Yes. We are still even 240 years into this. Yep. A very young country. 247. Yeah, we're That's a very a, young country. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we are. Now, we weren't around for a lot of this, right? And I think that's what people struggle with is they don't have historical, and I don't want to get into all that, but people fail to understand history, right? Or at least spend ch- time trying to learn it. Yep. And I also don't think people look ahead. So right. whether we're talking climate, right. your own children, right. et cetera, et cetera, we don't need to go into all that. I, I, sorry, I have, We're to correct a young my, I have to correct myself really quick. Not 247, 245. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I didn't want to, you're close <laughs> enough. No one else was. That's why I rounded down to 240 to make yeah, it yeah, easy. Yeah. I was also thinking, or I was also talking and did the number really quick as I was talking. But um, in place of the song, I shared this with you. I had, I had thought about a song that came out similar, similar time frame, similar message was White America by Eminem. Eminem. Didn't think maybe it would jive with the listening audience here as much, but um, same kind of idea, you yeah. know, uh, attacking the Bush White House for yeah. things and a little more language we had to deal with. That was <laughs> the bigger reason. A little more language in that song to contend with. This is an easier edit than that one, right? For sure. Um, but one lyric that stuck out in me for me in the song that's coming up um, is now everybody do the propaganda. Everybody so do the propaganda. at the beginning, a little while ago, we were talking about propaganda. I said, well, I've, I've got something I want to go go on a little thing here later and this is it so you know it's easy now again without looking historically we can easily easily point to people now or or Mm -hmm. outfits right talk radio so-called cable news um huge perpetrators of propaganda but this is not a new invention in the u.s right and not only against i would say the best interests of the country but also for the interests of the country propaganda works both ways right Mm -hmm. we we saw it in world war ii for and against us, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it was around long before then. So I think it's important to encourage people to spend some time, whether it's watching a legitimate documentary, reading books, just do some research for yourself instead of just buying in wholeheartedly in anything, whether we're talking about patriotism, country support, right. legalization of marijuana, yep. anything. Yep. Just spend some time. I mean, there's nothing more important than critical thinking. Exactly right, and that's that is a that is getting to be a problem in this country. And I'll say it again, on both sides of 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 the aisle, there's there's it's easy to manipulate. It is super easy to manipulate, and you've got to think for yourself. You have to. It's 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 critical to, pardon the term. I mean, it's critical to the health of the country. That Absolutely, people think critically. And so. that's not targeted, to, like to your point. That's not targeted toward any one group. Nope. Because I think someone could hear us say that and say, well, yeah, those are the other people, right? Right. But guess what? There's more than just the other people. Right. It's right. not two-sided. Right. And I think we need to get past that polarization, yeah. that idea that everything's binary. It's not binary. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of options out there. <laughs> Nothing is binary. And Nothing you should go find what works for you. Yeah. 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 I promise you there's there's all kinds of my friends who are going to hear my talking about George W. Bush and come at me. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, the name Dick Cheney is going to come up an awful lot, but that's whatever. Anyway, uh, this is American uh, Idiot by Green Day on 95.1 KYMN. Wow. <laughs> 
sat down in a booth in a cafe there Gave his order to a girl with a bow in her hair He's a little shy, so she give him a smile And he said, would you mind sitting down for a while And talking to me, I'm feeling a little Said I'm off in an hour and I know where we can go So they went down and they sat on the pier He said I bet you got a boyfriend but I don't care I got no one to send a letter to Would you mind if I sent one back here to
That was uh, that was the Chicks. No longer the Dixie Chicks, just the the Chicks from their second album, Home. That was a song called Traveling Soldier, a song I had not really been uh, familiar with until this week because you said let's play the song, and yeah. I really like that song. So I appreciate you mentioned Dixie Chicks and made that change. I do need to correct you. This is their third album. Oh, home, okay. Because Wide Open Space is a very big one. Right. Fly. Oh, yes. One. So yes, I yes, think yes. most people would know that, I mean, there's lots of good songs in there, but people would know from the um, Runaway Bride song, yep. Ready to, f- or. Getting Ready to Run. Ready to Run, yeah, yep. thank you. Um, but although there was Dixie Chick albums before then, before Natalie Maines joined, yes. and then her first album was Wide Open Spaces. Right, so right. for all intents and purposes, that was their first album, but they were more of a real Dixie Texas group before then. I am pretty sure, and I don't remember for sure, maybe I'm, I could be just making this up, but I saw, um, my wife and I went to see Jimmy Buffett at the Target Center in 19, would have been nineteen ninety. You've seen so many terrible acts over the years. I, I, I say jokingly, because this is like the fifth good reference of, oh yeah, I got to see these people and, and these people. <laughs> I mean, you've made it your mission to, to enjoy music, so I, I applaud <laughs> you for that. I'm jealous. Love Jimmy Buffett. Anyway, uh, I, I, I'm like 99% sure that the Dixie Chicks uh, opened up for Jimmy Buffett pre-Natalie Maines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were they all wearing matching cowl girl stuff? I don't stuff? remember I mean, do you remember? That. I don't remember that. I mean, it was a Jimmy Buffett concert. So. Uh, <laughs> they're all wearing parrot heads. There you parrot go. Parrot head hats. Anyway, anyway, Dixie Chicks. Or the I, Chicks. I love the Chicks. Um, you know, it was interesting. They made that change last year. I mean, Dixie, obviously, the word itself has been contentious for a while, but mm-hmm. it seems like last year or two, it's mm-hmm. really become contentious. Yep. So, uh, you know, the people who supported them, are cool to change people that right. didn't like them. I mean, speaking of W, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, we exactly didn't right. even make that connection until just now, yeah. really. Um, yeah. And we don't need to go that. That was pretty well documented. That was and very there, well documented. Speaking of documented, there's some good documentaries about it, some more recent too. Absolutely. Uh, I'll just say they kind of were right in the end, and they got thrown out of the country music for their opinions. So, yeah. well, um, uh, when you say they, you were talking about the chicks. The chicks were right. Yeah. 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 They were justified in their uh, in their righteous indignation. Yeah, I mean, maybe the comment, I should clarify, not necessarily the comment they made overseas, but more about going into Iraq. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they were right. Yeah, they were so, right. And, and, you know, okay, fine, you want to get, you want to get all, I'm going to say this, I'm sorry, you want to get all pissy about the fact they uh, were in England or wherever it was and they criticized the President of the United States. Sorry. You know what? I'm an American. I have that right to criticize my leader wherever I stand. And, and what was the big thing we just said before, American idiot? Criticism is important. Exactly. That's how we get better, right? Exactly. And we should be told when we're in the wrong. Exactly. Or told when someone thinks we're wrong, even right. if we think we're right. And right. that's okay. And that's what we're missing, I think, in the last yeah. few decades. Is yeah. People are just unwilling to hear anything different than I'm absolutely right mm-hmm. all the time. Right. And it's not good for anybody. I don't no. care if we're talking national politics or well, in your house. You know, like, there's, a, there's a dogma there which gets into all kinds of other things sure. that I want to get into right now. So it was interesting. The people who didn't like the name change So why didn't they change the chicks too? That's offensive too. It's like, well, it's their band name. They can call yeah. it them. You know, that, and I, get, I, I, get, I hear it a little bit, but it's an empowering term in their words. So. Sure. It, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a reclamation. Yep. So Th- let them fine. own it. So yeah. Traveling Soldier, real quick. Um, yeah. We talked earlier about, you, you said when I was so young when 9-11 happened. I was a junior in high school. Sorry. This song came, oh, it's okay. Uh, but this came out during that time. December 2002 is when the Chicks released this. Yeah. So a year after 9-11, I was a senior at that point. Um, the song originally came on the 90s. Um, I kind of, I buried the lead. I'm looking at my notes here. I was going to say, do you recall an event that happened around that time that was tied to a military response? <laughs> uh, referring to 9-11 and then the quick... Um, recruitment efforts mm-hmm. of getting 
people into the armed forces. Yeah, and man. being a junior in high school when 9-11 happened, I had a few calls. I would imagine you did. Yeah, and we talked about this uh, a few weeks back yeah. when we, we did our one and only prep meeting for right. this. Because <laughs> uh, you shared a similar sentiment that sometimes, so I, long story short, I didn't enroll or enlist, I should say. Um, I was 17. I, I knew what my future was going to be. I was never a kid that played army and thought I was going to be mm-hmm. a soldier. It just mm-hmm. wasn't who I was going to be, mm-hmm. and I was fine with that. But then this huge event that changes the course of the world, really, happened, and I just happened to be the right age where yep. recruiters came knocking. And yep. This song came out during my senior year, and I listened to this song a lot. I was a big fan of the Chicks at that time. Yeah. Third album, I was... I remember being 14, riding up to my job at Blimpy Subs in Apple Valley, nice. listening to uh, their second album on my Disman biking. Nice. You know? So, I yeah. mean... I, I, I listened to a lot of the chicks. I was a country kid. Yeah. I, I, actually, I, I take it back. I listen to a lot of genres, as you know, but yeah, you do. love the chicks. Uh, but this song... You, I don't even think of you as a country guy. Even. No. Yeah. Um, this song resonated with me, though, because yeah. it's about the soldier leaving. and you know, right. the, It's about a Vietnam soldier, but you know, yeah. that, that can <laughs> resonate at any time be, in any yeah, war. Yeah, right? it could have been any, any uh, era. Absolutely. So, it just struck me because it was a time of uncertainty in mm-hmm. our country, in my life as a teenager looking ahead, what's, you know, college, do I go serve in the Marines? Do right. I do this? Right. right. Um, ultimately, I didn't go, uh, and, I, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm, I've got a good life, and I'm darn thankful for those who have served and continue to serve. <laughs> um, but you and I discussed this a little bit. I, I wasn't necessarily looking to get into this discussion, but I carry a little shame because I, I wouldn't go into the idea of propaganda, but we right. are... The messaging is so strong that we should serve and we should commit. And grew up seeing, I mean, NASCAR. I'm, I've been checking mm-hmm. the, the, you know, this is a Sunday yeah. we're recording yeah. this. I've been checking yeah. the NASCAR race because I'm a NASCAR guy too. Who won? Or, or is, well, it's still, it's still going. I've got my fancy lineup, so I okay. had to get it in for the second what, stage. How's how's the uh, how's my namesake doing, Mr. Larson? Uh, he's running in the back, but is it might be right? strategy. It might All be right. strategy. It's one of those weird. Uh, yeah mileage races where fuel comes into play I'm but not a fan of kyle larson by the way i just like, like sure where, well, well why wouldn't you yeah. it's the it's the obvious choice but i'll tell you you know post 9 11 not a fan all oh, for not the for his the reason he lost his ride last year all kinds of reasons okay yeah. um post 9 11 mid 2000s nascar there was an army car there was a national guard mm-hmm. car there was a navy car i mean the marketing arm and we've talked about National Anthem and flyovers and color guards, and we're not going to get into that. Yep. That's a whole other yep. show. Yep. But this the, country the, has the done such a good job. The, the NFL to, yep. uh, to promote them. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. And, and it looks like they're all doing an in-kind, and it's the right thing right. to do to honor all these people. It's all about money yep. and, and recruitment. I mean, it's yeah. a recruitment tool. Yeah. It's a marketing tool. And, yeah. and I'm not going to chastise it beyond what I just said. But growing up with that, and it doesn't matter if we're talking about that or religion or that McDonald's is better than Burger King, if you're, heard, if you're hearing and told a message – over and over and over for years upon years, you, you feel that's what you should be doing, right? Right. So being a high schooler in a time of what looks like war is coming, that's what I should do, right? So TV commercial. Yeah. yeah. And so I still carry some of that um, shame, I guess, right. for not doing it. I'm damn happy I didn't for very obvious reasons. Yeah, sure. Um, but that... Video games, you know, the militarization of yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, just it's the influence is everywhere. And I'm not saying the military is bad. I'm not. No. But no, we need to be thankful for the sacrifices of those who, the young people especially, who've gone and done that. But it's such a difficult discussion because I think it's hard for people to, I mean, it goes back to Vietnam for sure, right? To differentiate those who've signed up and are willing to do it and those who are running the show. Yeah. And the messaging behind running that show. So this song came out at, at, right at that pivotal time for me. 
of making that decision. So it's resonated with me for a long time. I yep. love the song. I'm glad you like it. I do. And, and I definitely wanted to include it today. Yeah, yeah. It's a great song. Okay, moving on. Uh, a little lighter note. <laughs> what do you want to say about Tom Petty, except that I miss him every single day? Uh, I'll say this about Tom Petty. Um, I liked all his popular songs growing up. Yep. I've spent more time with him. I still think he's great, uh, but he's my least favorite Wilbury. Okay. All right. Well, it, it's it's tough to pick a favorite Woolberry for me. So go. So you know. I but mean, it wasn't tough for me to pick my least favorite. <laughs> no, I, I I love them all. So well, they're all great. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's like saying which is your least favorite Harry Potter book right. if you're a Harry Potter head. Right, right, right. So, right, right, right. Yeah, right yeah, okay. I mean, they're all great, but it's it's one A, B, C, D, and then Tom Petty. Okay. And right. being number two is not bad. Yeah. In that group. Yeah. Well, no, no, but I, I you know, okay. I'm not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I, there are so many people li- that listen to uh, the weekly list that are like like insane Tom Petty fans, oh, I, and I rightfully I, so. I, I rightfully so. So I and I I got I I will tell you this. I actually um, spent the first five or six years of my music life, whatever, thinking that I didn't like Tom Petty because mm. I started listening to the radio around about nineteen eighty one, eighty two, and they put out an album. Uh, uh, right about then when MTV well, was his early thing. stuff was different right? uh, there's an album called Long After Dark yeah. and there was a, a song called You Got Lucky which is just a song I never really liked and and uh, it bugged me and like it, it, anyway but eventually they, they came out with an album called uh, uh, Southern Accents and a song called Rebels which to this day is one of the greatest songs I think I've ever heard and even though even though it, anyway not a real politically correct song but it's you know this has nothing to do with our choice here, but because I picked the song, but yeah. maybe a reason why he's number two and not one E for me. Um, <laughs> not dissimilar from James Taylor, but definitely not to the same degree. Mm. I, I like the uniqueness to his voice, yeah. but the cadence to it doesn't always resonate sure. for me. There's certain songs I think it's really good on. Other songs I'm like, this guy's not really a good vocalist, yeah. like in my to my ear, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but he's made some bangers, and he's yeah. a great songwriter. Uh, I know I messaged you. Yeah, it might have been around Christmas time. Um, a song that the the Lumineers had covered, "Walls." Yeah, and yeah, which I, had, I, mean, I, I I'm sure I heard Tom's version long ago, but sure. had been listening to Lumineers and then when listening to Tom's, and yeah. it was night and day. Like I much preferred Lumineers, and just because I liked their their voice yeah. and their sound a I lot. I performed better. That, that song "Walls" on, on a number yeah. of occasions. It's a great song. Iterations, yeah. wonderful song. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, yeah, but just a little insight there. But from a from a fun little movie called uh, "She's the One." Mm. Um. So yeah, this is uh, Tom Petty with uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with American Girl on uh, 95.1 KYMN for one. She was there. 
Guy named Michael Hedges, 
and Corey, you uh, you um, uh, were very eloquent when you asked me earlier this afternoon, who the hell is Michael Hedges? Oh, excuse me, I'm just waking up from my nap here. <sighs> you didn't like that? Did no, you? That's pleasant. I, I, it's okay. Fine. Let me tell you something. I Michael Hedges is uh, um, one of my one of my all time just favorites. I did not know about him until uh, I went to college. Uh, something else we were just talking about. Um, and uh, my next door neighbor had a Michael Hedges album, and it, it, Michael Hedges was on uh, an album, uh, an album label called Wyndham Hill, which back in the day was considered uh, like uh, what the hell did they call it? It was like world. It wasn't world music. It was like you know, I don't even remember. But it was it was like you know off the beaten path kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, George Winston was on Wind- Wyndham Hill, and and Andreas Bolenbeater, the uh, progressive harpist, was on Wyndham Hill. Progressive like, harpist. Yeah, and uh, uh, um, and Michael Hedges was, and and uh, his first couple albums were um, just uh, 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 instrumental acoustic guitar music. Uh, and he he had such a really interesting style of playing where he would you know he would slap his knuckles on the um to, for percussion and things and and uh you know, it was nice music and my buddy was like we should go see Michael Hedges because he was playing at the Guthrie and uh we called up and we got front row seats hmm. at the Guthrie to go see Michael Hedges and Michael Hedges blew my mind it, he was this whirling dervish. I mean, he was an, a, one of the most amazing performers I'd ever seen. He had this guitar that was speaking of harps. It was, it was like it had these harp strings on a uh, an arc kind of over the neck, and he would do. It was just crazy. Anyway, Michael Hedges is the best guitar player I've ever seen. Okay, and he unfortunately passed away uh, in 1997 uh, in a tragic accident where I believe he was. Uh, he, he, he fell asleep while he was driving, uh, and his car went off a cliff, and he died. Sorry, I, <laughs> I totally not funny, but <laughs> I, I didn't know where you're gonna go. Was he listening to this song? Oh, you're killing Awful. me! Awful! No, I, you're I, just. I'm not killing me. you. I just... Oh God! You know, Awful. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. It's time to start rethinking this whole partnership. Yeah, thing. I'm yeah. sorry, Michael. I'm just, I'm actually just, honest to God, I'm looking up when he died just because I, I need to know this. So your front row experience at the Guthrie reminded me of the time I saw George Thorogood front row. Yeah. Totally not remotely different. the same experience you had. It was awful. Did not was enjoy that right? it. Uh, yeah, he just grinded his guitar the whole time, and I was way too close for that. Yeah, yeah. I like, can it see, was I thrusting. Can see it was a lot of thrusting. I can see where that would not be pleasant. And it wasn't a good sound. Like, but, his music, I don't know if it was just, you know, past his prime type yeah. thing, but it didn't sound good either. Yeah. Michael Hedges. But the women sure loved it. <laughs> Whatever. Michael Hedges passed away December 2nd, 1997. Anyway, so that was Michael Hedges. And I, I've always loved uh, that little arrangement he has of My Country, Tis of Thee, which is actually something that was adapted by uh, David Crosby and Graham Nash uh, a few years later. Yeah, that's, and, that's uh, high praise. Yeah. Oh, and, and actually, they they worked together uh, a little bit towards the end of Michael Hedges' life, and I saw the, I, I saw Hedges three times, and the th- last time I saw him, he actually was opening for Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Okay. Um, anyway, anyway, whatever. No, I, it was a good song. I'm going to look into it more because it's not someone I knew before, and you know, if you're into something seven out of ten times, I might be into it too. And you're, and you're looking for Salmonex, evidently, so, you know. Well, okay. There you go. I mean, I do have some sleeping issues here <laughs> and there, so. All right. Uh, next song, I don't have a whole lot to say about it except that John Mellencamp is one of the great American philosophers of our time. I would agree. You know? So this is a song called... This isn't during the cougar time? Oh, no. This is is much past his prime. I think this might actually even be 
21st century. Now, oh, really? Okay. If it's not, it's late 90s. Okay. So, there's a song called Our Country. Actually, at one point, I do believe this song sold cars, too. I think it might have sold Ford trucks or something. But Nothing anyway. more patriotic than that. Amen. Well, it's not Bob Seger and Like a Rock, but this is John Mellencamp with Our Country on 95.1. Go. Cool. 
Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd worked for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. That, of course, was Lee Greenwood with God Bless the USA. Um, you know, I do the show on Thursdays called uh, The Weekly List. And um, when I put the that set list together, um, for whatever reason, it's just become a personal thing with me where, like, I, I always leave my, my favorite song on the list for the second to last song. Uh, um, <laughs> that is not the case in this show. I was going to say, an odd choice of placement. I, um... I, I, I remember we were talking earlier about false patriotism yeah, and a lot of chest sure. beating and all that. And, um, well, there's that. And I, I, I do believe uh, that we met, well, also I mentioned that I'm a Gen X cynic. I, 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 I think that I'm pretty sure Lee Greenwood has made a pretty good buck on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, musically, it's just not a good song. But I know you really like it, so I'll, I'll I'll leave the rest to you. No, and again, criticism's fair. Yeah. Um, I would also say I have the same cynicism as you for many things. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, funny enough, we were talking last night with my in-laws about generations and my wife and I both being born in the early to mid eighties, yeah. whether we're truly millennials or that kind of micro generation yeah. called the, the Oregon trail generation or, <laughs> or Xennials, if you will. Xennials. That's so, the second time I've heard that. Uh, that yeah. This week, it's pretty much the common term now and Oxford's actually put in their dictionary. So it's accepted. Okay. The date range is varies by source, but as someone who's born in 85, I'm, I'm on the edge of that, but I like to claim that because... You're a millennial, I think. Oh, I don't want to be a millennial. <laughs> That's the thing. Because my point here being that I have some of that cynicism of the generation that came before me. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've said on many occasions, old soul type thing. Yeah, you are. I hung out with a lot of older people growing up. Sure. Growing up in the racetrack and just mm-hmm. things like that with my parents. Mm-hmm. and um, But the, the differentiation, differentiation there being that earlier millennials or Xennials had an analog youth before mm-hmm. everything went digital. And yeah. I very clearly remember time before internet, even though we had internet pretty early, like 95, 96, well, at least with school, I like to claim that. So anyway, just on your idea of cynicism and connect it to p- false patriotism yeah. and making a buck, because as someone who listened to country music a lot yeah. in my youth, yeah. especially post 9-11, where were you when the world stopped turning from Alan Jackson? i tell you what. Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue from yeah. Toby Keith. Yeah. All these songs, yeah. I just find... It's tough. I don't want to say outright disgusting because a lot of them are probably trying to do the right thing, but they're making a buck after the uh, yeah. in the process too. So I, I worry less about those songs that came before then. Not that false patriotism was a new thing in the 2000s, no. of course. No. Um, but it's tough because it's hard to parse out, especially in an industry that's about making money, what's genuine and right. what is just, hey, how can we sell some uh, albums and move some merchandise? I do kind of like that Alan Jackson song. I can't help it. It's just I do. I do. Alan, I think, is probably one of the more genuine people. Yeah. Um. The, the Toby Keith song bothers me very. And very he's much. he's probably the, the worst perpetrator yeah. of really leaning hard into it. I mean, that's the culture of country, right? Especially yeah, yeah, a certain yeah. sector of country. Yeah, so, yeah. again, he may be being genuine with some of that stuff, mm-hmm. but it's a little crass and mm-hmm. just too on the nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alan's stuff is more sincere. I'm a Alan, Jack- Alan Jackson fan. I just don't like being reminded of that. No, particular I, time period. So when I, I hear that, I, I just turn it off the radio or move well, on. Well, I, 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 I don't, it. you know, I, I've talked about this. Uh, I, I did a 9-11 show a couple of years ago, and I, I've talked about this. Like, it does not, it's 20 years now, yeah. right? And probably, I'm sure it's the same for you. It doesn't take me much to go right back to that day. Uh-huh. It doesn't take much at all. I can, I can, I, it's there. I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, I suppose it's sort of a form of PTSD, because it's uh it I mean, you I can relive everything that I felt that day and having to yeah. explain it to my daughter and and just watching the first like 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 watching the footage of that plane go into the building and realizing oh my god there were people on that plane yeah you know st- and I, people anyway, in the building yeah <sighs> yeah the, the 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 I still can't anyway I'm gonna make a quick recommendation before wrapping up here because I, I do have a reason why I picked that song. Um, did you ever watch the show Rescue Me with Dennis Leary? No, but I've, I've heard good things about so it. So it's about firefighters in New yeah. York post 9-11. Yeah. And really good show. I mean, it's, it's it was on FX, so mm-hmm. kind of in the same vein as The Shield and Justify. A little bit edgy. Nip Tuck, yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Good show. Later in its run, it got into a little bit of 9-11 conspiracy stuff, and it was coming from one of the firefighters. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it was done very well, but it is interesting to hear those discussion points because those were... Huge topics at that time. They were. And clearly, that was an attack on America, not just New York, but New York was the one that took oh, yeah. the brunt yeah. of the hit, yeah. obviously, yeah. right? It goes yeah. without saying. But even now, 20 years later, 
you know, there's still discussions about, and we talked about Debbie earlier, right? right. Involvement there possibly. Right. And right. I'm not saying there is, I'm just saying well, we, it we, is interesting, historically speaking. Yeah. We, we have this with Lincoln and Kennedy and all these yeah. major events. Like yeah. we, we'll never know the facts and the facts and the facts. Right. Right. But what comes from that, the response, good or bad, is always, not always as interesting, but can be as interesting as the event itself. We, we have become a nation of, not fully, but there's a solid percentage of the population, a segment of the population that's just conspiracy theorists. And it's, it's uh, I don't know, I find it. I blame Mel Gibson. <laughs> and in part, Julia Roberts. Right. Because that movie was awesome. And it kind of made him look charming, even though movie. he was not. I think it was a really good movie. I mean, for what it was supposed to be. Right. And I he's thought, clearly. I thought you were going uh, to say Mel Gibson just took those things to heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, what was that, 96, 97, something yeah, like something that, Conspiracy like that, Theory? Yeah, or, yeah conspir- was that what it was called, yeah. Conspiracy was Theory? Julia Roberts, like, when she was at her, yeah. at her height, yeah. But that was, <laughs> so far off on this. <laughs> it's when you have someone who's a little off kilter and maybe has psychological challenges, but then they end up being right in the end and they mm-hmm. kind of do it in a charming way. Mm-hmm. I think it reinforces that. And I'm not right. blaming truly Mel Gibson, but in that movie, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. I mean, that was a big part of why it resonated so hard. I mean, at that point, there'd already been a couple people who were caught with it who had done some devious right, things, right. but that just reinforced it. And I think that really propelled that um, theory that anyone who reads Catcher in the Rye is a lunatic kind yeah, of thing. Well, but guess what? I like J.D. Salinger. That, that goes back to John Lennon and, and, and the guy who, yep. who murdered him, too. So Yeah. yeah. Um, so back to this song. So my my love for this song, whether it's good or bad, has nothing to do with Minnesota being referenced, although that's a nice touch. Mm. Um, in the 90s, when I'd go up north to my grandparents' cabin, I'd ride with them, and I swear to God, they had one cassette tape. <laughs> and for years, this is all I heard. It was Lee Greenwood. On the yeah. two-hour ride from Edina to Mille Lacs. Yeah, your hometown. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> lived off of 62 and uh, 169. Did you really? Yeah, well, they did. Okay. Not me. Yeah. Uh, their condo after my grand My grandfather was a sergeant for the Edina police. So, oh, is that right? Yeah, so they were... Tired butler, that. yeah. Interesting. I like. I might. I think. I'm. Anyway, we'll talk. We'll about talk. That. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that'd be fun. Um, because they take me up to camp, and I'd spend the week at the cabin, week at camp, and this would be what we listened to on the way up there, on the way back. You know, there is probably five songs on each side of the cassette mm-hmm. tape, but this was the best one because the rest were not right good. Right. So right. I swear for like an hour, hour and a half. I just, all right, let's do that one again. All right. <laughs> why the radio never went on? I don't understand why. Because right. it wasn't the same car the whole time. That so was, it wasn't that like was, the radio. That was out. WCCO peak, man, when in AM radio, you could get that all the way to Malax. I don't understand what was going on there. Yeah. yeah. But we were talking just a minute ago, like the weirdest things I remember. Um, I had made some random reference about my nails that some girl said one yeah. time, right? So we yeah. remember those weird things. Right. I'm very bad at remembering lyrics for songs, even uh-huh. if I listen to songs hundreds of times is that right? this is in the very short list of songs that i actually remember the lyrics so i'll catch myself sometimes in the shower just all of a sudden out of nowhere from the legs and you know like <laughs> it's so odd this there's some lay miss songs but there's like i have a hard time remembering lyrics i have that's no funny. idea why that's really once you hear the music i can get them a little bit but yeah. out of the blue no music no i kidding, struggle really. that's that's mightily it's so weird that's just weird yeah but, oh, well, anyway. so anyway that's we my lead group story so yeah all right. Well, I, I have to own up here. I mean, I love this song, and I love this next song, and I love, love, God, I love Ray Charles. I just, mm-hmm. I mean, I could listen to Ray, if, nothing but Ray Charles for the rest of my life. Okay, fine. 
Did you I, get a really good version of Winter Wonderland? He <laughs> does. He did, man. I so searched good. for it for years. I yeah. couldn't find it. And Corey's like, yo, here it is. Yeah, two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. 14 seconds, probably. Yeah. Um, there might be a little bit of false patriotism in this song, too. Sure. I mean, I'll, I'll own that. Was but, he drinking a red, white, and blue Pepsi at the time? I'm sure he probably was. <laughs> I'm sure there's some video of him right, doing that. Right, right. Yeah. But because uh, he was, this is, you know, he was pandering that when, he, when, he, when he recorded this, but, but. This is such a beautiful performance mm-hmm. that I can't can't ignore it. It's I love this. This is Ray Charles, uh, Mr. Butler. Thank you for this. This was fun. It's a pleasure. I uh, w- I hope to see you in uh, sooner than uh, in six months. We can do Patriots on the can on September 11th. How about that? No, I'm just yeah, joking. I don't, I don't do that. Um, we'll, we'll we'll stick away from patriotism for a while. We'll, yeah, maybe, maybe Halloween though. Maybe we should think about is it. Too close to uh, Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know. It'd be a nice warm up. Yeah. You know, maybe Halloween. We'll see. We'll do something. Something. It was a pleasure. Really good to get back in here with you and yeah, it's great. Talk some music and, and, and life. And it's nice to be in the actually in be in the studio. Yeah, with that's you. true. We, we didn't last year at all. We didn't get to do this at all. A little something called Zoom. Yeah, if anyone's familiar with that. I'm so, if I never Zoom again, I will be so happy. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, I know. I don't have that luxury. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, folks, thanks a lot and uh, happy birthday, America. Enjoy Independence Day. Enjoy the fireworks. And um, we'll talk to you guys down the line. Independence Day, you nailed it. Uh, you're right. Well, you, I, I, I got to you know, be, be aware of my audience <laughs> yeah. here. And what, what birthday? What number is it? 245. Nailed it. Oh. 245. What baby. a great way to go out on. All right. Enjoy the fireworks.
Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety. <laughs>